Melanated family, this is your brother Harrison Man back for a brand new episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. And I got my sister back in the building with me. So everybody, please do me a favor in, you know, because I've been pushing um, um, my clothing line and everything I've been doing with the clothing and, and my business. So everybody go to pre precisioncreate.com, precisioncreate.com. So on that website, you'll find three or four shirts that I sell, the Melanated State of Mind shirt, my podcast shirt. I got a few shirts dedicated to fathers. More items will be added soon. But also, if you know someone who needs customized T-shirts, so if you have an event coming up, if you have a business function, um, even your business or hobby or endeavor, whatever it may be, holla at your boy, man. I have really good prices. I can get you uh, uh, shirts. We can do dad hats now. I have a couple of new things that I'm trying. So holla at me, man. That's precisioncreate.com. On that website, you can find all the information if you want to buy one of the shirts or if you want to support your brother by having me make shirts for you. And like I said, for your business, for your hobby, you know, I've been doing it um, for a couple months now, Sonia. And, you know, you kind of start off with your family and people that's right, close right. around you. But I've been learning a lot. You know what I mean? It's, it's been like a learning curve. And I and I appreciate everybody around me who has entrusted me in helping them make their gear. And it's been coming out pretty dope. You know what I mean? So go to Precision Create dot com precision design studio is the name of the business so let's get into it sonia so before Absolutely. we started we were talking about you know because some of us when you get older and you raise your children and you put time into other people like you spend a lot of years putting time into other people when do you break away from that when do you yeah. step back and say you know what it's time for me now what is me now like sometimes yeah. you even lose your identity so i was everybody i was talking about how i see my sister sonia she was enjoying herself and enjoying her family and to me i was like that's what's up we got to get to a point where we say yeah i've been taking care of all these people but it's time for me to take care of me you know what i mean Sonia? yeah and i think it's it's it it's different for every family and every person even right mm -hmm. i think that we have to establish what those boundaries and expectations are from based on the relationships that we have with each other mm -hmm. um i know that it's hard you know being a mother and a father right mm -hmm. um unfortunately for and, and i don't want to say unfortunately maybe that's the wrong word but for lack of better word, unfortunately for women who oftentimes are that centerpiece to the family, mm -hmm. right? The, the husband, the man, the, the spouse relies on the woman to do X, Y, and Z, and so does the children. And so it's easy for women in particular to get lost in the sauce of lifing, right? And so there has to, I think, be a healthy balance. Um, I, I can tell you for me, that I didn't have a healthy balance for a long time. It was all family, 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 work, work, work. And I just got to a point where I was super exhausted. I, mm. I can tell you, I can pinpoint like maybe a season, like when I turned 40, I was just like, okay, I'm I feel like I'm having this exhaustion is not just like a physical exhaustion. It was a mental exhaustion. It was the, I'm tired of everything and everybody because it's mm. all taking from my cup. And I can remember right. specifically um, around this time period where I was like, not only is it taking from my cup, I'm making sure that I empty my cup into everybody else and that I'm not sipping from my own cup. 
And so what does that do for the soul? It leaves us thirsty for, starving for whatever needs to fill us with the joy, whatever needs to fill us for our dreams to flourish, whatever um, we need to make sure that our purpose is filled. So mm -hmm. I, I think that it really requires a lot of balance and, and a lot of self-awareness. Like, I think that we just, uh, the years that passed by when I was building family and, and, and that's not to say that I'm not still building family, but the years that I invested in all of my time into my family dynamics, I know for sure that I wasn't investing in myself. And That's, so wow. I wish that I made some different changes, maybe around 35 to 37 ish mm -hmm. um, to just make sure that my kids understood that my husband understood that my parents, my sister, my nephew, that they all understood that I need this time too. that make that makes sense. Sonia. And I'm just thinking from a man's perspective, right? Like the women in my life, I, I think that as men, it's important that we listen to what's going on because when, you guys are tired and everything you just described, right? It comes out in different ways. Yes. And, and it's communicated. Women do a damn good job of communicating exactly how they feel. So it comes out in different ways. And I think men, all men, even like your sons, you know what I mean? We yes. all need to do a better job of listening to when someone that we love, a, a woman that we love is speaking about this burden because we get used to her carrying it and we yes. know, and you know how black women are like it you can't we tell do it yeah that it's a burden, you know what i mean but that's important because it's funny you mentioned it the way you said sonia because looking at your pictures and just looking at the type of fun you was having i can tell that it was a relief yeah. right and sometimes i think about that myself even you know just having my children at a young age and everything i went through with them sometimes i almost feel guilty yeah. like i'm older now i'm trying to yeah. do stuff for myself some of these, some of the ways I think now, I didn't think then. Right. So it's, it's improving how I move forward, but I'm almost guilty of just enjoying myself and not yeah. thinking about others, you know, but you know, I have to admit me personally, I've been like on the other side of that where I've been kind of selfish. Yeah, you know yeah. So yeah. with my, my woman, I have to pay attention to exactly what you're talking about because my mama was like that. She yeah. just carried everything and you couldn't tell what was going on and you were just expecting her to be there and expecting her to do it. That's something we got to look at. Absolutely. And it's not just something that we have to look at for ourselves. I think that we need to be open in the conversation that we have with our children, how to watch out for those signs. I just, you know, um, just let me give a, a shameless shout out to um, I Am SAC Foundation, the Stefan Clark um, I Am SAC Foundation. Um, they just held their first annual mental health in the Black community symposium um, mm -hmm. last week. And so I was one of their plenary speakers. Um, and, and they call on me to speak for a lot of things. Now, I am a paid public speaker. I Let me say that again. I am a paid. I do this for a living, folks. Um, but there are certain organizations where I will come out and show up as if I was getting paid a million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one of my, my loves and my give backs to community. But one of the things that, was, that came out during that time period is us having conversation and being aware, again, going back to that self-awareness that I know for certain that I didn't have because I didn't have the language to even articulate, I need this, right? Mm -hmm. Or a trigger is this, or things like um, trauma bonding is this. 
because we didn't have the language, but now we do. So mm-hmm. there's that famous, that, that, that quote that, you know, when we know better, we do better. There and until then, you know, please don't charge it to my heart, charge it to my head, charge it to what I don't know, but don't mm-hmm. charge it as to something that I am intentionally, internally trying to do to harm, hurt, and oppress somebody else, because that's not the case. But our mental health is super important. Um, during that, um, that conference, I was sitting there and one of my boys, I, w- I won't, he tells, my kids tell me all the time, mom, we are always your example. And they are, they are the best examples that I, cause I, 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 it's not just that they went through something. I went through it with them. So I know the feeling of it. I know the touch of it. I know the smell, all of the senses are alert because it's my baby, right? Mm-hmm. Or it was my experience similar, you know, to anybody. If you went through it firsthand, you can be like, nah, bruh, it felt like this. I'm pretty sure that this, I'm not crazy, right? So one of my babies messaged me and was like, mom, I need help. And I don't need help like you to come pick me up or you to bail me out financially. I need help. I need you to help me find a therapist. And I, mm. as you know, I have all boys. Yeah. And so for a young 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old to say, I need therapy, I think that now, I mean, like, I'm reveling in the fact that at 52, I've raised young men to be able to say, I am self-aware and in touch with my needs. Because I know that they, their daddy, who's in his 60s, he he's not he's still not self-aware and so he's going to work his fingers to the bone for his family because mm. that's the way that his generation was raised you as a man yeah. your worth and your value is how hard you work at the job mm. i don't care if you come home and do anything else but you bring home a, st- a steady paycheck and vice versa conversely for women we're sent the message you work as hard fingers to the bone for everybody else in your family right well, you know what that's and when we talk about, because the, the topic of the show today, everybody, is the mama's boy mentality, right? Talking about black men and just men in general about how single parenthood and different things put us in a situation where your mother becomes like your partner almost. And some of these yeah. behaviors can be, can have like a negative effect on both of your lives. You know what I mean? Right. So we're going to get into that. And I'm going to talk to you, Sonia, about, because that's like a concept I haven't thought about when thinking about this topic as far as. Can, can can you have a mama's boy who have both parents in the home, but end up being a mama's boy based on something like you just said? You know what I mean? Right. Because that's 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 a concept I didn't think of, but I'm sure that can happen the same way because we always look at two parent homes as the model for a family, which it is. But even two parent homes have problems. Even two parent homes Absolutely. will have someone who may be emotionally unavailable but they're physically you know what i mean so that's definitely a point so i'm gonna say absolutely hands down yes all of my boys are mama's boys (laughs) (laughs) i mean there are some of them you know it's six of them and four bonus children so i will say that some of them um they do go to daddy for certain things like Mm -hmm. you know if i need they but they still don't go to daddy for the thing for that emotional connection that Mm -hmm. that I, I really want to sit down and cry to you connection, even if it's not about even if the crying isn't physical tears. Right. Mm-hmm. Boys, I believe they still have, you know, all of those emotional factors that are going on. And and I, I, I think that looking back, I don't think I know for certain looking back. And when I reflect on the parent that I wanted to be, I wanted to 
I didn't care if I had boys or girls. I wanted them to be in touch with their feelings. Mm -hmm. my, my parents did a magical job. And, and I have to give kudos to my mom because she was more of the caregiver, of course. And not because my dad didn't want to. They were divorced by the time I was five. So daddy didn't live in a home. And I was a daddy's girl. I'm going I'm gonna be honest. I was a daddy's girl. I was the, the girl who, you know, had daddy wrapped around her finger. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, my dad just had a stroke when he was here um, week before last. So while we were partying, we were celebrating my sister's 50th birthday. My dad was scheduled to come in for her um, birthday for the celebration. Because again, this is a milestone. This is momentous. Everybody don't make it to 50. And so we we had this big party planned and everything. Daddy's coming into town from Texas. He's in his 70s. And it's like, okay, something's going on. We He got in on Monday. On the 4th of July, he had a stroke. We took him to the emergency room. He didn't get out the hospital till that Friday. Saturday was her party. We were out on the boat on Sunday and we had to make the hardest. This I had to, I felt like it was the hardest decision I had to make being a daddy's girl, sending him back to Texas, putting him on a plane and my sister nor I being able to go back with him. Now, granted my, my brother cousin, flew back with him. They they came to, from Texas together, but it was one of the hardest decisions. But I can remember before he left, I had to like make them, puppy, I, and it wasn't like I was making, trying to make those puppy dogs cry tears, um, be a thing, but it was like, I know that it impacts him in a way because I'm a daddy's girl. And since he's been home, he's had some blunders and he's not going to be perfect through this new adjustment. But I had to be on the phone and I was like... <laughs> That's but you know that, what that's that's interesting, Sonia, because you that you say that because my woman she considers herself a daddy's girl too. And it's funny how daddy's girl has a positive connotation to it, right? I, you know what I mean? But mama's boy has a whole different connotation yeah. altogether. Yeah. Because I think you know what, and I think the main reason for that is men are like you're inspected, like they everyone around you expects you to lead, right. everyone around you expects you to keep a certain type of cool and do things a certain way. So one of the things I wanted to say about the whole mama's boy um, mentality, that's what we're talking about today, family. You hit the like button, hit the share button, Absolutely. subscribe to the Melanated Convo podcast, family. One of the things that I think that happens when you have like the mama's boy mentality, Sonia, the single parent home, I think that's when it's most, that's when it has the most negative effect. It's, when it's just the mom. It's dangerous. It's dangerous from a lot of standpoints. It's dangerous mm -hmm. for, so we've talked on this podcast, those of you, if you're a new listener, if you're not, but we've talked about, you know, the adultification of our children. Mm -hmm. And I think that that part is part of the mama's boy syndrome is that we expect boys to be men. Like we, yeah. even, we even condition them with, with negative, with connotations of, Hey, little man, right. Hey, Saying that yep. to a little boy, it, it says, Ooh, I'm, I'm a man. And one thing I've always talked about on my show, Sonia, I think in certain, like in a certain context, it's unhealthy to call your son a man in the house. Yes. Because if you're saying he's the man in the house, then he's going to have to handle things like the man in the house. And what Absolutely. if we have like everything matters? What if there's financial strife? What if there's like a lack of resources? What if there are things that aren't there, especially a man not being there? Right. He don't feel like he has to do it himself. So Absolutely. you telling this little boy, he the man in the house. I'm about to leave. You the man in the house. Protect the house. Protect your family. Protect your sister. Right. That can be dangerous because he'll forget he a goddamn kid and start looking after his little sister or whatever. You Absolutely. know what? And that's why I think in that aspect, two-parent homes are so important because I tell my son, like, he's in the house with me, and I say I'm leaving. 
or I'm leaving. You're going to be the man in the house. Whole different connotation. Right. Because I'm coming back. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like a temporary Absolutely. thing. And you do what you would like. You do what I would do just to protect your mom in the house. Right. But it, it, it affects men much differently because, you know, I know a lot of men, even myself to a degree that have suffered from like it only being your mom. So in a lot of instances, she's where you're learning everything from. And if it gets unhealthy, if there's no men around, my mom didn't do this, thankfully. But a lot of women begin treating the son like that's her man. Right. Right. Yeah, she acting weird about who he dating. She don't want him to go places. She it it gets real convoluted. And then you send that same man out to the dating pool to start a family. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? And then he's expecting everybody to be like his mama. So, I, right. So that that's the dangerous slope of it. So one, we don't know how to have, they didn't don't know how to go out into the world and have relationships mm-hmm. um, because, and they haven't had the modeling of what a man can. And, and I don't, like I said, I, I never want to put gender roles on what a man should be and what a woman should be, but how to relate in relationship is super mm-hmm. important. Modeling that, in a two so two parent household regardless of gender and gender roles and all that kind of stuff two parent households are the most healthiest for children i think that everybody agrees to that herein lies so i looked up the definition because you know me i, I got to take it to school and i i got to you know do that put, put that little point on the term mama's boy is often used as a slang to describe a man who has an unhealthy dependency on his mother well into adulthood when he is expected to be independent and self-reliant and so in that vein, I will tell you that my boys are not mama's boys, right? Because I intentionally want them to be independent and self-reliant. When they got of a certain age, it was like, I need you to be able to cook because I don't want you to rely on a woman to have to cook for you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's a certain my level concept. of independence. Yep. I want you to be able to have a wallet at a certain age. Put your money in your wallet. Make sure that you count in your coins. Be responsible. Be self-reliant. Be driven. Now, so the the negative connotation comes in when we like I, I want to take my you know sit up and watch a movie with my boys, right? Mm-hmm. Or if baby boy still wants to get in bed with you, and you know, you know, just come in and cut. You know, there I've seen women be like call their son in to watch a movie in in her bed and use language like I just want to cuddle with you. Yeah, uh, man, I've seen that so many times, Sonia. And what makes that dangerous is the fact that there's not a damn man in the house. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And when you was talking, the first thing that popped in my mind was ah, baby boy. You know yes. what I mean? That movie, yes. that movie, that movie, how that movie started and what he was going through is a like a prime example. Prime of, example. A young man who is too attached to his mom. Think about it. Bing Rains came over to take her out, and he asking him questions like he the daddy. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. that's hella toxic. Like that's Absolutely. hella unbalanced. You see what I'm saying? Scary. And his mom eventually had to be like, "Damn, let go a little bit." But sometimes our sisters get in these situations where there's no man around for whatever reason. Right. And I think some of them kind of create this mentality like on autopilot. Like they're not even thinking about it. But what happens is, look, people get in situations, Sonia, where they don't have a partner for whatever reason. And they'd be like, you know, I don't need nobody. I'm okay with just my kids. No, No. you need a goddamn partner. You you need an adult to talk to. Because if not, you're going to be in your kids' business. We've seen them moms who you in your kids' business. 
the girlfriend and all the girlfriends, you talking to all the girlfriends like y'all friends, a lot of that comes from you're fucking bored. Like, right. you know, you need a man on your own. You you no business. Go find you some business. Like, you know, we used to tell the kids, go find some business, get it right. But there comes a time when us as adults, we need to go find some business too, because mm -hmm. we've, we've, we've created these dynamics where we rely on um, our success, our happiness, our joy to come from our children. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have to balance that as well. In in the movie, Baby Boy, well, first, the first thing that came to mind in your last comment was, you know, Tupac's song, um, Dear Mama, right? Mm -hmm. And and because she didn't have a man in the house, he felt like he had to go out into the streets to hustle and put yep. whatever in the mailbox, right? Yep. Because that's part of the dynamic as well. But there is a, a negative toxicness that comes from conditioning boys to be responsible be the man of the house buck up and 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 don't cry you know little boys do that kind of stuff when we're sending that message but on the other side when it comes to the mothers who are in those situation it's the characteristics of being overbearing being all up in their business not accepting um of the the partners that they bring home or having this level of expectation like well she ain't nothing like me and i don't like her and and you know or that don't happens. bring that, that partner is no good for you mm -hmm. it's those kind of things that can become dangerous and and literally and truly push our children away from us and like i said i i'm i'm extremely blessed my adult boys my um adult nephews like we party together they bring their their partners um you know to the to the mix my expectation i i, I really and truly wanted mama's house my, um um what was the movie um big mama's house? no 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 um uh, the family movie um you know what i'm talking about when it was it was it was big mama had died or something and yeah, damn it. Um, and they um, would always sit around for sunday dinner that's right, what you're talking about right a, a soul food soul food yes yep. Yep. So that was my vision. I told my mom from a young age, I mean, and I and I didn't know if I was really serious about it, but I was like, I want 10 kids because I, I grew up in a household where it was my sister and I and my mom. My parents they were have divorced. 10 kids on you? I, I just... did. I used to say I wanted 10 kids. And really and truly, I do. I have six boys that I've birthed. And I have four bonus children that I married when I married my husband. Mm. So it's it's 10 of them. And I don't know so mm. much that I prophesize that, but I do know that I wanted a big family. And I wanted a big family for a couple of reasons. I didn't want ch to have children and they did not feel like they didn't have a source of comfort, a source of camaraderie, a yeah, source yeah, of yeah, yeah. something in the house with them. And so having that kind kind of dynamic that's the dynamic I, I i often felt like my sister was born on my mother's birthday so they were kind of like they had this kindred bond that was different and more special than the bond that my mom had with me and because i was a daddy's girl and daddy didn't live at home that left me alone all the time so my my go-to person wasn't my mom and it wasn't my sister so in order for me to change that narrative i wanted in my mind it was like oh it's obvious have a lot of kids and, well, no, Tony, and that's a, that takes certain like a certain type of parents because yeah. more kids is more attention you have to yes. pay to each of them it's more things going on at one point you know what i mean and the yes. fact that you're saying you know you and your boys you guys are pretty tight that's yeah. a testament to your parenting because i know how it feels to have several kids in the house yeah. and feeling like you can't get to all of them you know what i mean absolutely but that's definitely a good point but it sounds like to me sonia like a lot of that is 
like your husband being there and the men being around that creates because I was going to ask you, there has to be like a healthy mama's boy template, yeah. right? Yeah. Where you just love your mom and you listen to her yeah. and you revere her in certain ways. But it's it's not it, it doesn't get to an unhealthy point where she's right. involved in your business. And sometimes it's like if the man is there. There's really no reason for her for, for her to do all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. The, one of the biggest reasons I want to talk about this, Sonia, is because the like the mama's boy becoming like the baby daddy or the young man with kids. That part. This is creating cycles of just like a lack of knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because a lot of the men I know and even myself to a degree, like not being able to not knowing what to do certain times as a man. A lot of that comes from not having the man around. Now, if you add that for the brothers who have to add that with the fact that your mom was lonely or your mom wasn't like a person who because you can have a woman who seek knowledge. Maybe she went to school. Maybe she's well read. She gives you a lot of information. There's ways to approach that. But sometimes young dudes will have a mom who toxic and she ain't she she talking about his pops. The pops ain't been around and he ain't seen her with a man. I think that's a that's a real integral part that women don't pay attention to sometimes. If you have a young man that you raise him, and let's say you raise him to he a teenager or beyond, right. and he never see you in a functional relationship, right? He's not gonna know how to operate in a functional relationship. So I think one of the biggest things you can do for your kid is to make sure you stay with your partner, if not be ready and willing to take on another partner like the old folks used to say you know what i mean you better find that boy daddy like i right. i used to think that was bullshit in my mind but when you break it down you need to find that boy daddy right <laughs> you know what i mean no that that's very very valid my um and and, and I, I like i said i use family dynamics and experiences because they firsthand but the other day so one of my nephews he turned 21 and we had a joint party because not only was my sister born on my mother's birthday my nephew was born two days after them so we always celebrate the three of them and my mother-in-law is in that mix so we always have a lot of people to celebrate around the fourth of july mm -hmm. uh, but and and i know that my nephew said it in like like jokingly but the the unconsciousness of jokingly saying to his older brother, who's almost 10 years his senior, he said, nah, bruh, but you my daddy. Because, the, you know, the responsibility of being the older brother, mm -hmm. the responsibility that came with, I don't have a daddy that I can go to for advice, but I was always able to go to my big brother for advice. One is testament to a boy seeking that advice and that connection with another person who looks like them the the flip side of that is I, and I, I I don't know this to be the case for my nephews because I, I I know that my older nephew is like nah man that I was not your daddy <laughs> you know but I could see because there are folks who I've seen the dynamics play out where they rely on that oldest child for yeah come on now everything yep the younger oldest child or the oldest, like the like a couple oldest childs. And you've heard I've, I've seen a lot of older black women and men say I raised that boy. Right. My mom and them had him when they was a little bit older right. and I was the one that ended up raising them. And, that, and I, I think that's damn near traditional in our families to a degree yeah. like that. Like that happens a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? 
and that creates fortunate it's it's that unbalanced as it's that it's what you just said the toxic relationships it's the dysfunction of relationship um but we just have to be super cognizant of what we are transferring from generation to generation because Mm -hmm. we can end those kind of cycles i firmly believe that we can end those kind of cycles we just have to be aware that this is what's going on and being played out so 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 because i believe that we can have a single black mom who doesn't participate in the mama's boy mentality like she has a son or a couple sons but she's cognizant of that and it's not just because i mentioned the woman being in a relationship and that's one part of it but just being aware the fact that your boys need a mentor the fact that they need space i see a lot of women don't realize that their kids need space because it's always just been you and them so it can be like a crowding type scenario and a boy love his mom so he's not gonna know how to tell her you know i need you to back off right that's why that balance has to be there this is all everybody everything we're talking about is just based around the fact that men need to be around like there needs Absolutely. to be sometimes it's not even the actual father but there, there's like a down ass uncle or right. a cousin or some man around who would tell you nah cheryl like let me take that boy to my house or right. do this with the boy because some yeah. women i'm because my mother was i would consider her like a tough woman like she was street smart she stood up for herself she had a lot of knowledge about stuff she wasn't scared of nobody so she encompassed like a lot of different things but once she died I sat back and looked like, wait a minute, like there was not only things that I was missing, but she was almost protecting me to a degree. You know what I mean? Like with from 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 I'm a teenager just having girls come to the house and doing all this other shit. My mom was the barrier that and, and she in a healthy way clung to us as her sons like she loved her boys. And when I think back, a part of that is because it was just us. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I think that is so valid. It is so loving. And it's so like, I have to be that extra. Uh, My, um, my bonus Otis daughter. I know that often it just like that. There's a mama's boy syndrome. I I think there's a negative side in being a daddy's girl. My, Hmm. my husband, when I met him, he was a single father. He had custody of his four children. The oldest was a girl. Hmm. And when I came on the scene, those responsibilities that she had around the house, I was like, nah, you not the cook, you not the clean, you not your younger brothers and sisters, um, tutor. This is not your response. I want you to have fun as a teenager. Like to me, my mom was like, baby, I want you to do all the things that I couldn't do. So Wait, what, what, was she receptive to that? She was very receptive to it because it was it was like a weight that was put on her. Like she stepped up to the plate because he wasn't married. Right. She stepped up to the plate, was like, nah, dad, I'll get that. Nah, dad, I'll take them to the park. Nah, dad, I'll cook dinner tonight. Right. And Mm. then he began to expect that she was going to do it. And so when I came on the scene, I was like, nah. Uh, tell me about what you know what little boy like you at school. Tell me about when the be, a, be a damn kid, huh? Because if you don't let them be a kid when they're a kid, they're gonna be a kid when they're <laughs> when they're an adult. You know what that I mean? That part. Yeah. That part. And so there's I, I think on the, the flip side of that, when you have a single father who is being responsible and taking care of their children, it's the same thing with this daddy's, you know, this the mama boy syndrome is that that same negative con- dynamic. Her mm. first relationship was horrible because she was like comparing everything to her daddy. And 
I, 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 I just warn, you know, parents in general that we don't want to put too much adult responsibility on our children, regardless if they're male, female. Like, so people ask me all the time. Yeah, my boys are my when I say they mama's boys, they're going to protect me to no end. And it's not a matter of protecting me from a spouse. It's a matter of I'm an extension of my daddy. And because he should be the first line of protection for my mama, if go. he's not available, I'm the next, I'm the extension of him. And there so I go. have no care in the world when it comes to protection and safety, because they are an extension of the protection that I feel like I'm supposed to have. And my husband by, you know, and likewise is an extension of the protection that I got from my daddy. Right. There we, there we go. But See, and that's, I didn't have yeah. that. That's right. Important. I didn't have if I didn't have that as a a precursor to right going into marriage. Right. As to this is what I expect as far as protection is concerned, then I could potentially be setting a man up for failure, expecting him to protect me from things or getting us in situations oftentimes that women do, which I don't like getting men in situations that you shouldn't have got him into in the first place because mm -hmm. you never knew you didn't trust that a man was going to be your protector in the first place. And see, and I think some of the problem is we relating to each other and we having kids with each other and it could be a man and a woman. Right. Neither, neither one of us know what a goddamn man looks right. like. Absolutely. Neither one of us ain't never seen a fully functional relationship. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. So then and you coupled, yeah, you, important. yeah, and you couple that with the fact that then maybe a woman has to do it by herself. And I'm a, right. I'm gonna be real. I've seen women who are just plain damn lazy. So you didn't think about the fact that you was gonna have three, four kids. So now the kids is just taking care of each other. Taking you, care you ain't, you ain't, you ain't even really doing nothing. You right. out of the picture, damn near. And right. if you look at the oldest kid a lot, this is something I want parents to pay attention to. A lot of times, if you look at that oldest kid or one of those oldest children that you've given that responsibility to, they don't want that shit. No. If you look at their face when they got to cook or look at their face when they got to take their little brother outside or do something, they love their mama and they want to do what they can for their mom in the right. family. But they don't they don't want to be a damn, like you said, adultification. They don't want to be an adult at nine or ten. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. I was the oldest child. And my experience as the oldest child, even though bless my mother's heart. I got whoopings for my, my younger sister that what I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have had to carry that bag, but I did. Wait, and say that again. You said you got whoopings from your younger sister? For the, for her. Oh, oh, for her. Oh, Yes. So if something happened at home and you the oldest and something yeah. happened at home, you should have been the one to, to prevent yeah, it. Yeah, that's man. That's man. That is some black shit. <laughs> right. They put all that responsibility on you and you ain't never asked for that. No. And, 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 you know, it's, it's always a debate still to this day. Now my mother, you know, and I have come to like, yeah, that did kind of happen. And I'm sorry. My sister be like, girl, you ain't got no, I'd be like, Psh, you just don't know. <laughs> you don't know that that like, you know, I, it's, it's one of those things. Like when you're the oldest, you, you know, the, we, you are the, the trial and error kid. And what I also will say is oftentimes for the oldest, there is a bigger um, opportunity, a bigger chance that the oldest child, based on the experience, based on the lack of knowledge from the parents, that they might grow up to resent the parents as well. Mm. Oh, wait, wait. So do you mean like because 
if they're smaller kids and you see your parents more evolved with the smaller kids yeah. or you see they're like, be like, damn, you wasn't doing this. And I've seen this jokingly, yeah. but I've seen kids say this seriously. Damn, you wasn't doing this when I was a kid. Right. Damn, you, damn, I, you, you all calm now. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> they don't like, damn, I'm, I'm a human just like you are. I've evolved and that can breed some resentment. So I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. No, I can remember in my early years of adulthood, I was like, you created, you know, and, and my mom and I are very open about the, and candid as well about these conversations. And we take ownership about where we were in our lives and stages. And I can remember when I went off to college and I was just, I wrote her this like 10 page letter and I was like, I blamed you for this, that, and the other. And I want to tell you why I thank you for these other things. Right. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot of resentment because one, I understood that there was a different dynamics um, between she and my sister. Um, my sister was a birthday gift for her. Um, and, and it took my mom many years later saying that, to saying to me, she was a birthday gift, but she also has always take, it's been a, 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 a joint celebration. So I've never had an opportunity to have my own shine. And, and vice versa, my sister at this 50th birthday party was like, yeah, it's my mama's birthday too, but it's my 50th. And we ain't celebrating her at this party. She was oh, very- wait, 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 okay, wait, wait. So your sister and your mom got the same birthday and that's been her whole life <laughs> celebrating her birth. That's an interesting dynamic right there. Like, damn, I love my mama, but damn. But dang. Every I'm year? Not... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's so interesting. she was very intentional about, we gonna celebrate mama on our actual birthday. And we did. And then when it's my party, this is not, this is the 50, <laughs> the 50 turn up, period. And, no. you know, during the party, we called her up and I was like, it's my mama's birthday too. Give her a hand clap. But we here for the, the 50 year, this, the her, this, the milestone. Mm -hmm. But yes, yeah, so we have to be aware of those kind of things that we're not creating children that will later on harbor resentment. Um, mm -hmm. towards us. And going back to the point of our conversation today, this mama's boy syndrome, I think that it's it's very, it becomes a very hard press conversation to have when a child is in their mid twenties and thirties, when mamas begin to pull back, like, and be like, I, nah, I'm not doing that for you no more. Because yeah. I think that it's like, I, I think that all of my boys are good catches when it comes to have being a partner like they they have some better than others you know are more prepared than others but if we're thinking about the true mama's boy syndrome that relies on mama for everything and mama's all up in the business and mix it can create i think a dynamic where um the spouse coming in the partner coming in is like creates resentment too like i i can never live up to that or um i'll never be good enough for for the mama yeah and like, it seems like a lot of a lot of women when dealing with a mama's boy it seems like they get to a point where they fed up if yeah. it because what happens just like you just said i think what happens is i think the the severe case of the mama's boy is the full reliance yeah like the dude who can't wash you know what I mean? Like you can't even wash your own clothes. You don't know how to cook nothing. You when it's time to make a dish, your spouse may be like, "Come on, let's make this." You be like, "Hold on one second, let me call my mama." Right. Let me call my mama. Let me right. call my mama. 
You right. know what I'm saying? Like and that's having, why we <laughs> you know what I mean? Like giving her an input on your relationship. And I've seen men do this and not even know not that they're doing it. They do to them, it's like a safety net. Right. You know what I mean? But it belittles the relationship that they are trying to establish with the partner that they have brought into their lives. Yeah. If you bring somebody in and you always got to call and get advice in and lean on mama for everything, that's saying that our partnership is not worth, you know, you, mm -hmm. you don't trust that we can do this together. Mm -hmm. That's what, to me, what it's saying. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I, I thank God that I didn't have to have that as an experience. M my husband wasn't so much a mama's boy in the sense of having to call for, for everything um, and, and, and rely on. And, and that probably has to do with the fact that I wasn't his first wife and, and that I came into his life when he was older. So all of those growing pain, like his first wife, she'd probably be like, girl, let me tell you some stories. Yeah, and she definitely. and I are, are very cool and we can have open conversations, but I'm pretty sure the younger version of him was like, Ooh, I got to rely on my mama for some things. Whereas I didn't, that wasn't my experience. That wasn't the journey as a, as a spouse, as a wife, as a helpmate, partner, all those things. I didn't have to do that. I, I had someone who was like, we doing this and mm -hmm. I don't want you to have to call and rely on your parents. And I don't want, I'm not going to call and rely on mine for X, Y, and Z. We're committing to each other. Um, yep, and so hopefully that's the message that my boys got. That's what my fingers are crossed to say that they got at least that message going into their relationship. And I mean, I think that some got it loud and clear more than others. Um, but that's a testament to all children, even that come from the same two parents, same household, same values, all of those things. They're not going to all turn out the same. And, you know? I, and you know what? And I think as siblings and just looking at your your brothers and your sisters we need to realize the different everybody's journey was different like mama and daddy was on something different when they had you you know what i mean Absolutely. like what like their love language could have been different how they felt about each other could have been different they could have had me when they ain't really like each other no more right like that shit makes the difference in who i end up becoming you know what i mean it like does. people don't realize that yeah People don't realize it. I mean, it's a transfer. It's, it, I don't want to relate it to being a transfer of energy, but we there are unspoken mm -hmm. cues in every household. And you ain't got to say you ain't got to say it and identify it as this is what I'm saying. And this is what I'm doing or even be conscious that this is what I'm doing. Right. But it's happening because it's a transfer of energy and we don't know how the, the person who was being transferred to is actually receiving it. Mm -hmm. And based on the fact that everybody has a different personality, they can receive it differently. So yeah. I can tell you that my oldest son, he is, he's a more of a mama's boy in the classic sense that he's going to call me when the nightmares are happening. Like when the bad stuff is that he's calling. <laughs> it's no kind of, I'm going to try to solve this problem myself. It's, it's like, mama, I need you to help get me out this shitty ass situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And even when he goes back to those shitty ass situations, it's mama, I need you again to <laughs> help me get out this situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas I will say the next two in line, they've seen that happen. And they don't want to always make that phone call. So they try to problem different solve personalities. for themselves. Different right? personalities, yep. And, the, and they've seen the wear and tear that it, it's on me. When I get that call, I'll be like, shit. Ah, so, that makes, so that's kind of, that. that's good that they're more empathetic too. You know what I mean? So they're, they're more considerate because sometimes right. as men, we can be just completely unconsiderate. Oblivious. So, so that's, 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Completely oblivious. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I'm very thankful that they're all different in that regard. And, and I don't like, I know one, the ones that are more sensitive. I know the ones that are like, nah, I got this and I'm going to try to thug it out. Right. I know the ones that are the, which of my boys are the most stubborn and this are going to be like, nope, I'm not coming to her or to daddy for anything. But I also know that there comes a point in, in, in all just a growing in, and maturing into adulthood that we, we have to come to a moment. And I, 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 again, I don't want to say that this is male, female kind of thing. This is everybody. We get to that moment. We were like, okay, I'm good. And I, I really feel like I'm good to be self-sufficient, to be independent, to be not have to go back to mama and daddy for anything. Well, see, and that's the thing. I think what uh, oftentimes parents don't realize the need. And hear me when I say this, everybody, the need to parent your kids differently. Yeah. You have five kids. It's five different personalities. Yes. It may be five different parental styles, which right. can be difficult, but you have to because you'll be treating one child like the child who can just take anything. And they resent, and like you were speaking about resentment, they resent your ass. Like, I damn, they don't even Absolutely. like you. Because you, you, how you talking to me? And then what, then you'll have the, a, a sibling that's a champion for mom and dad. So right. they see you going through that and they like, what are you talking about? Mom and dad right. was just trying to tell you, you know what I mean? So they got, so they got mom and dad got advocates with the other children. Right. So as black folks, like just parents in general, be cognizant when you have multiple children. Yeah. Like it's a lot going on there. The age differences. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. The age differences, how you look now, like maybe right. you are not as active with this kid, but the other kid you used to run and jump. You got to be cognizant of all that shit because kids sometimes won't express it the way you think, but they'll be looking like, hey, I mean, that I wanted that. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And they all have different needs and different styles and just different ways of thinking. And, and, and one, one of the rules that we have in our house is your daddy sees it this way. Your mama sees it this way. What way do you see it? Mm. You know, and, and that to me is opens up the space, the room for self-expression it opens up the space for individual voice to be accepted and heard and and centered um because you might have a, a child who 100 gravitates to the values that you are trying to be have as the foundation of family and your household but you might have a child that's like i'm just outside of the box and i want to do it different see and, and, and sometimes okay. i think you will get the uh, uh, you're, you'll have multiple children and they'll say, okay, well, he's your favorite. And really, he just sees shit the way I do. Right. <laughs> we just right. get along more than you Absolutely. other guys. Like, as humans, you know what I mean? Not father-son. He just understands me more. And, it's, and I Absolutely. think some parents don't even know how to articulate that, that, no, I don't have a favorite. I just kind of know what he's going to do. Like, I say stuff, he does it it's more of a simpler process. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's a very interesting topic, Sonia, because it's so it's so yeah. part of reality. Like one of my boys and I are the same sign and mm -hmm. I, I can predict, I'd be like, I know you are struggling because he internalizes things the way I internalize things. Mm -hmm. Like we just going to keep on, we want our super, super duper responsible. And so uh, it's going to look good, but when, let that let the end of that candle burn out. 
<laughs> but that's but that's like we have to be cognizant of what yes. what that connection with the child is based on. Absolutely. Because if not, I mean, it, it may end up looking like you showing right. favorites because you Absolutely. don't have the like you said earlier, you don't have the verbiage to say, you know what? No, it's not he my favorite, but you know what I mean? Thing he he kind of does things the way that I want. So I think everybody, the main thing that I wanted to get across here today is because as a black man and a father, I my feet get held to the fire when I do things incorrectly based yeah. on the fact that the, I'm not in a relationship with the woman. I started off young, whatever have you. Women, the women in our community need to be aware that there's a negative effect to you just being a single mom too. Absolutely. Like if you don't watch it, a lot of the, because okay, pop's not there. That doesn't take you off the hook. Like no. that don't mean that a kid can be walking around without, like knowledge of who they are or right. a, a, a clean cut child being very respectful. Those are all things that you can teach a child as well. And if it's just you as the mom and a lot of these things aren't going right, it's going to be real hard Absolutely. for that young man. You know what I mean? It's going to be real hard for that young man because I think sometimes Sonia women don't realize if you're struggling as a woman, like if let's say you can't find a job, you can't get it together. This is like a burden on your child, especially your male child to me, because now he's like, OK, I got to take care of her. I'm always going to be thinking of how she's doing type of thing. And that's just right. natural. I think we have for women. So women need to be held accountable too. like what, what you put into your kids or what you don't put into your what children you are important. Into. Yeah, super, super important. Um and, and I'll go back and, and I can't say it enough. You don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Um it's the same as if I didn't have the same resources when I was younger, like my, my bonus children's mother, before she passed, may she rest I, yesterday was her birthday. Um, my bonus children's mother, she said, I can remember when she first met me and she said, Oh, you didn't snag you a young thing, a young pretty thing. And you know, they were high school sweethearts. And to me, I look at him and, and, and I, I early in our relationship, I was like, she was your first love. And so I don't get to experience. And, and that's not to say that he doesn't love me. It's a different love, right? Mm -hmm. Because whatever the breakdown in their relationship happened and, and it didn't have, you know, they didn't stay together because I'm here today, right? Um, but when you think about first loves, it's just like, it's that, it's that special place in a person's heart that never can be filled by anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so when she first met me, she said, oh, he didn't make him a young, pretty little thing who, who she thinks she is. Right. But he was in a position where now he can financially take care of his family. They were in high school when they met and had their first child. He was walking across the stage at his high school graduation, holding their infant baby. Hmm. Right. Um, and her comment to me was um, we had, we were married like a year and we were pregnant with our first child. And she said, he didn't buy my baby no crib. And I, <laughs> but I that, that speaks volumes. That speaks said, volumes, well, though. That speaks now, volumes. He's in his 30s. Don't you think he should be able to afford a crib? Because at 17, he needed to rely on your, his mom and daddy and your there mom and daddy to buy that crib. And, and I'm sorry that you had that experience, but I'm not going to feel. I, ha, I was like, sis. I'm never going to feel a certain kind of way for what he's able to do for me 
because based on what he wasn't able to do for you. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's a part of it, right? What we don't know, we don't know. And when we do better because our situation changes, mm-hmm. the expectation is that we actually do better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm always asked this question about, because I, I really and truly think that my boys are like, they are, they are heaven. They are sunshine. They are my joy. They are my legacy. They are my everything. Um, but at the same time, I want them to be accountable to the people that they choose to bring, be in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so people ask me all the time, Sonia, well, do you think that they're good husband, husband, spouse material? And I say, you know, in, anybody can mess up a relationship. If, even if they came from a two-parent household, yeah, mess yeah. up a relationship. On, you now. know, these are personality traits that you, if you ain't with the right person, yeah, you can mess up a relationship. Yep. My father would always ask me, do you feel equally yoked? Now, granted, uh, everybody don't get that when, you know, especially if you don't come from a Christian household, because he was to thinking from the Bible, is he like-minded and cur- faith faith field and, and religiously field like we are. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to tell my dad, because I'm a P, PK, a preacher's kid, um, mm-hmm. I had to tell my dad, even though I grew up under the the umbrella of going to church every Sunday, doing, you know, ritual things that are associated with religion, man-made. I also realized that my faith is more important than me showing up at a church house. And so I, in the beginning of our relationship, yeah, we went to church every Sunday, but now it's like, we don't, I've come to a point where I don't feel like I have to. When I do, I do. And I show up in the full faithful spiritual person that i am i don't i just don't want the message to my children to be that this is what you have to do one of my boys mm-hmm. is muslim he didn't grow up with muslim mm-hmm. parents there but go. he's muslim and and that's by choice and so when i say are they is someone ready for being a spouse or being in relationship with anyone i think that being a mama's boy can be a good thing because i often ask this question to anybody that I, when I was dating, I asked the question of what's your relationship with your mother? Mm-hmm. That's because important. I want to know. I, I always want to be able to say, would you do your mama like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While you treat me, I want you to have kid gloves on. Would you do your mama like that? But again, there's the dangerous side of those male mother son relationships because you got some men who are cut their mama out. That you, yeah, yeah, a good mother, yeah, no respect for a caller by her first name, even right. Yeah, no, this is this this is you ain't the person for me. I I need somebody who, like, (laughs) that was big who's gonna gonna respect something. And I think sometimes as parents, Sonia, we don't factor that in either. Like, I'm right, I'm making this person respectable so they can respect other people, like, so they can, so they can. Because this is my last name, like they gonna make right. me look good or bad out here. You know what I mean? And if if I don't, because sometimes parents don't realize you respect is earned too, even from parents. Like you have even to do from parents. You have to do what you say. You have to be willing to go there with them. You have to be willing to get your respect by any means necessary. Sometimes, like you got to yeah. be the one guiding them. And if that's not the case, then. You know, it's going to be an uncomfortable moment where you see a mom and a son talking to each other like they friends, like real friends. You know what I mean? 
my boys be like, uh-uh, I can't say that to her. I mean, but you know, they, <laughs> they, they get to, they're getting older now. And I'm thinking, you know, my, my oldest is 29 and my next one is 25, 22. I, I, my 22-year-old, he I don't think he'll ever go there. He's going to always be like, that's my mama. Like, I, there, mm-hmm. there will never be this relaxedness that comes in and letting the guards down. That's my mama. Um but I can say that, you know, my like my 25 year old, he slips up when he's when I'm not his favorite person. And he's the, I, I will tell you this, like when you we were just talking about the favorites, you know, with our children and stuff, um, people will he, he will say that he thinks that he's not the favorite. But I tell all my kids, if something happened to me and and I can't take care of myself, the child that I know is going to take immaculate care of me is that one. That just he go he gonna do it with attitude, but I know he's meticulous about making sure that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. He's meticulous about grooming. He's meticulous about cleanliness. He's meticulous about cooking the right way. Yeah, we <laughs> like know you might get anything on the plate yeah. from any of the other kids, mm-hmm. but that kid, yeah. So I, I, we just need to know as parents the different skills. And, and passions and traits that they have so we can accentuate that in them rather you than know. dismiss it as something as you need to be more like this or you mm-hmm. need to be more like your brother or you need to be more like nah let them be because they should be individuals yep. they should they should also be aware of what they are good at mm-hmm. and, and I think that that's a part of raising our children and not being so codependent on our children there we go that's that codependency is a part of that mama's boy syndrome that daddy's girl syndrome when you rely on that person to do x y and there's an expectation that this has to happen Mm -hmm. we can't we can no longer raise children under the mindset that i expect you to do x y and z let them come to you in their full authentic unapologetic selves with respect mind you we can't throw the respect piece out the window mm-hmm. but if they come to you authentically who they are as an individuals i think that we as parents have to be accepting of how they show up there we go we play the part in how they how the ball of wax became the ball of wax mm-hmm. we, we have to take responsibility for that Yep, there we go. There we go, everybody. So this has been another great episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. This Absolutely. is a great, this is a great conversation, Sonia. Like yes. we, you know, we we experience this a lot in our community. We need to talk about it. So again, man, go to precisioncreate.com, get one of the shirts. Holler at me if you need shirts for your business, your hobby, whatever you're doing. Go to the Melanated Combo on YouTube, the Melanated Combo on YouTube to subscribe. Me and my sister Sonia Williams Lewis will be back next week. Sonia, tell everybody where they can find you. Find me on Instagram or Facebook. You can find the business. Let's let's start there. Ascribe Educational Consulting. That's one of my babies. And um, that's where we help organizations like leverage equity and make sure that folks are treated with humanity. And, and that's all people. But you can go to our website, which is Ascribe, A-S-C-R-I-B-E, success.com and you can book a free like assessments um, session to find out like where are the gaps in our organization Mm -hmm. Um, but follow us for tips at ascribe success on instagram or facebook 
Um, and and we'll we're there for you. We share content all the time. I got a series of yes, of do. terms right now. My assistant has been working <laughs> on like doing these little vignettes about what is a microaggression, yeah, what no, is gaslighting. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So any tips you need in in that lane of equity, that's what we're here for. There we go. There we go. There you have it. So everybody follow me at Melanie Combo 100. That's my Instagram page. Uh, Design Studio 100 is the Instagram page for the clothing and everything that I'm doing in that regard. So yeah, man, thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Melanie Combo podcast. Me and my sister Sonia Williams-Lewis, we out.